G'day listeners, welcome back to Full Metal Movie Reviews, it's your host Sandboy, and this week we've got a Full Metal Flashback. Sometimes in life you have to make compromises, sometimes in life you have to you have to indulge, endure, and accept people for who they are, <laughs> and some people like cheesy horror movies. So this week we're going to do a Full Metal Flashback episode on not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six Jason Bourne films. But man, you just Jason, Jason six. Warren. Let me take over for a minute. All right, let's <laughs> <laughs> metal movie flashbacks. This is, uh, this is Anthony Diazzo taking over for uh, Sam, and uh, we're going to have a look at the Tommy Jarvis trilogy. Tommy Jarvis, that's the Friday the Thirteenth series. We're going to go to part four, the f- uh, the final chapter. We're going to go to part five, a new beginning, and then we're going to go to part six, Jason lives, and just. For all of you keeping track, it's not kitty 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 mama naba namara. It's and I'm your co-host Anthony, and let me introduce you, my stuttering, title stuffing up host host <laughs> Sam boy Sam. How are you? Um, this is how little I care about these films. I can't even be bothered to remember what they're called. Awesome. I got I got confused. I thought, wait, we, are we doing three, four, and five? And I was like, oh no, we're doing four, five, and then it's like Jason, and then Jason Bourne got stuck in my head, and then I was like, oh, whatever. You're the one. You're, you're the one who messaged me, going, hey, let's do uh, the Jason movies, but let's go four, five, and six. Like this was your idea. You, you know, <laughs> it, it, it is. You could do some research. You could do what I do and have the movies open on your screen. Uh, anyway, as always, I just. A poor execution. I always just fuck it. I just I have a great idea and I never follow up. I never follow it through. Hey, well, you know what? At least our listeners are entertained right now. And if you're not entertained, well, that's a shame. All right. So Friday the thirteenth. Let's. The reason why we're doing Friday the thirteenth, four, five, and six is because it has Tommy Jarvis character, and it's the ones I like because they're self-referential, comedic, gratuitous, um, hyper-sexualized. F- fun, I guess, films. Um, I find the first... I want to say the... F- I, I can't even remember the first... I've seen the first one a couple of times, but I can't... I don't think I've seen two, and I don't think I've seen three, to be honest, but this is your recommendation in terms of this is probably the sequence of films that are the most fan-loved or embraced. Is that correct, Anth? Yeah, so... Yeah. Um- Part, look, part five is kind of like the Halloween three of a Friday the Thirteenth series because they changed characters around, but people still put that in because they like the Tommy Jarvis um, character. But yeah, it's definitely one of the. If I have to recommend the Friday the Thirteenth series to anybody, I recommend part three, um, part four because three is when he gets his hockey mask. Part four, five, six, and I and I tell him part five is pretty shit, but there's a lot of nudity, so that normally, you know, reels them in. Um, because it's directed by a former porn director, but anyway, um, part six, and then uh, I go part eight, if you just want to watch the worst, best movie ever, and then uh, part ten, if you just want to space out for 80 minutes, and uh, Freddy vs. Jason, so anything I didn't say is not worth the time, and I didn't say part one or part two, so there you go. So... To preference this, Friday the 13th, where does it rank in terms of horror fans, uh, franchise, sort of street cred? Is it like 
Oh, it's up the, there? It's in the top five, man. Like, an Imer and Elmshire Friday the 13th will always be in every horror fan's top five. And uh, that's just the way it's always going to be. For me, I, uh, you know, I rank it, but I don't think the films are quality. I mean, they're good fun, but then they're definitely not quality. So you'd say it's it's a, Friday the 13th is, is a blue chip you know, blue ribbon franchise for the horror horror genre. It's 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 yeah, no yeah, yeah yeah okay. It's something everyone's got, everyone. If you want to get into horror, you're gonna watch it. All right, right. so listeners, it. Friday the thirteenth, the fourth installment, um, is basically the introduction of the Tommy um, Jervis or Jarvis character. He's played by Corey Feldman, and he's just a kid in this film. He's and, just a poor boy whose intentions are good. Well, I don't know if he's poor or he lives in a pretty nice house. But um, well, his car does break down, so I guess maybe they can't afford a new car. But anyway, <laughs> and there's no dad, so he's maybe a single mum. I don't know. Anyway, I digress. So it's a, it's in what it is, it's the trajectory of this, the, I guess, anti-Jason, I would I argue. So Jason is the manic sort of um, demonic uh, serial killer, the killing machine, and um, Tommy is sort of the human human he's put he's been put on the earth to defeat um, Jason. So you get introduced to him in the as a kid in number four, and number five, for some reason he's set up to be the next Jason. Um. Or whatever, but we've got, to, we've got to make it clear though, because in part four yeah, okay. they killed they killed Jason off because they were like, Jay, like these Friday Thirteens are too violent, blah 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 blah. Let's kill Jason off, um, and then in part five they're like, oh shit, well we actually we made a lot of money on the last one, we can make another one, um, but Jason's dead, we can't bring him back, so let's uh, let's set Tommy Jarvis up to be the the next Jason, and pretty much if you think about it. It was a fake Jason was in part five because his fat son was eating a chocolate bar, got annoying and got axed in the back at a loony asylum. That's mm-hmm. the plot of the movie. Um, and so his father, who was the uh, paramedic on scene, put on the Jason mask and pretended to be Jason and just started killing all these kids and a bunch of randoms, including two greasers. Um, and then at the very end... They killed him. Tommy Jarvis put the mask on, grabbed the knife, and boom, set up for the next Jason. But just like Halloween 3, what do people want? They wanted their main boy back. So that's why in part 6, they brought him back as a zombie, and then the series continued from there. So part 4, see, I always assume that Jason died in every... No, Par 4 um, was the last time he was human, and he died definitively. So he didn't oh, have okay. to in Part 5 at all. So, Part 3, he didn't... He I thought he was dead, though, in Part 3. He goes in the hospital. No, part 3, they thought they killed him. And then Part 4 um, opens up, like, <clears throat> the very next minute that that movie ends. Ah, right. Uh, and then they go into the hospital, and then... Oh, Look, yeah, that's right. Right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Friday the 13th, part two, is when he's got the sack on his head. Yeah, and uh, he's not in part one. And he's got the that, his mum's the zombie head. 
his mum's a killer. Yeah, and then, that, yeah, no, number one, head. but number two, I'm saying his mum's got that. Yeah, He's number two, those... the mum's mom, the a decapitated head from. Mom. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so let's start with the fourth one and then we'll work our way up, I guess. So the premise is pretty much the same as um, all the others that Jason returns to. I'm not sure if it's Camp uh, Crystal Lake, is it, or is it a different camp? Um, well, this one, they're not at camp. This one, they're well, not at a camp, but it's, is it the same it is, lake? It's Crystal Lake, yeah. It is? Crystal yeah, lake. it is Crystal Lake. And for whatever reason, Jason has that affinity for that area. And he basically, um, it's a very interesting concept because, well, not, okay, I should preface this by saying, yeah. uh, you shouldn't say it's interesting, man. It's formulaic, <laughs> but anyway, continue. No, no, but what I'm saying, it's interesting in the sense that you know that the way they do it is isn't he's not preying on another camp or whatever it's these lodges that are around the the lake or the uh just uh, they look like holiday homes really but i mean i can't tell if tommy's home is an actual home or a holiday home but they're just people it's jason terrorizing one household and then he goes across the street and terrorizes another household and it's dark and it's set at night and it's, the kills are pretty, um, I mean, they're pretty gratuitous and over the top and almost borderline hilarious, but it's, it's not, I don't know how to articulate this, like the, the, I know you said it's for make, but I, to me, it's like, they just make it look like a serial killer preying upon people, um, as opposed to just, you know, a dumb a bunch of dumb kids that uh, are too are being preyed upon. Like they're just, it's serial killers just killing people and they don't even know it. You know what I mean? The way that does it, like because they're in separate rooms and it's a two-story house, and he goes into one room, kills one person, and yeah, he goes yeah, into. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. The way uh, they sort of structure the kills is actually yeah, but that, pretty. But that's how, that's how pretty that's how they all went. So even in part one, like no one really knew anyone was dying towards the end. And then they do what's called the uh, final girl, cir- final girl circuit, where they discover all these bodies. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry, right. Yeah, yeah sorry, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it's almost like it's almost like um, yeah, the, the way they do it, it's like se- sequential, I guess. And so it's like a little bit of a dance, a rhythm between how. He goes in, floats in between rooms, and gets his kills. Like it's pretty. Yeah, oh, I don't like know, he I appeared it. everywhere, man. He was outside a bedroom window where he grabbed one of the girls, threw her out of the window. He was in the lake where he speared that girl, skinny dipping and freezing cold water through the boat. And then he was also in the lake where he speared that dude in the dick. Um, yes, these are all real kills, guys. Look them up. Um, with a spear gun too. It looked painful. Um, yeah, I know. I definitely, I definitely hear what you're saying. And then he goes in between houses, as well. He kills mm. off, you know, the family in one, and or the mum and the random hitchhiker, who has the funniest death scene of all time. He's killing me. He's <laughs> killing me. Um, and then basically, uh, I just like how like they all die. Like even that guy, that backpacker guy, he's on the hunt for Jason. And he's been thinking, oh, this guy's going to take care of Jason. He just dies. 
fun, fun fact uh, with that backpacker guy. So he's playing a character whose brother of a girl in part two who died. Mm-hmm. Um, the girl in part two, there was a lot of controversy around that actress because they made her get naked and mm-hmm. she was underage yeah, right. at the time. So there you go. It was uh, fun facts for the, uh, for the Full Metal podcast. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, there's a lot of tit in this for a franchise, so... There is a lot. <laughs> um, and basically, the way Tommy Jarvis is able to defeat Jason is by cutting off his hair and making Jason confused that he thinks that little boy is him, I guess. I don't know. Can you explain the end of that? Yeah, the ending is uh, uh, Jason... And this is, this is what I mean. It's formulaic because this is the second time somebody used child psychology to to beat Jason. Um, there's in part two where they pretended to be his mum. But, <clears throat> so in this one, um, Corey Feldman reads a couple articles on Jason, shaves his head and goes, oh yeah, I look like a deformed child that was drowned in a lake. Cool. Goes downstairs and pretends to be Jason, which confuses him. I reckon Jason was just like, dude, why'd you cut your hair like that? Yeah. <laughs> it looks, looks shit. You know, it's all patchy and stuff. And then, uh, yeah. Just kill the shit out of Jason. Had a very memorable death. Machete in the face. Falls into the machete. So, it worked. There you go. There you go. And it messed up Corey Feldman's character enough. Um, Tommy Jarvis. Because at the end, he, he did the... Uh, I'm going to be the next Jason death stare. And then in uh, part five, he's uh, gone to psychiatric help. So, So, in part five, is he... Is he full blown? I'm going to be. I'm a killer. Like he's he's suppressing. Uh, so he's suppressing shit. Like, mm-hmm. like he's got issues, man. He just like gets in there. Um, someone says something. He loses his shit. He like um, suplexes someone through a table. It's real. Um, didn't make that up. And then he, yeah, he just loses his shit very quickly. Um, so he's just on edge. He's you know he's a bit twitchy. Um, Hmm. That's pretty much well, I guess the experience would, would sort of would do that to you. I honestly think that I, if I got to rate the three Tommy Jarvis mm. characters, right? This guy is definitely at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy who plays him in uh, part six, I have him ranked pretty much the same as Corey Feldman because I enjoyed both of those two characters. Um, the same, but the other guy's just a bit. He's a bit. How you going? He's got no. He's got no personality. He's got no charisma. He's just. So he's, they. He's a dead, he's a dead fuck. Too. So. <laughs> part four. <laughs> so why why do they in part six say why do the fans say that ignores part five that part six just fundamentally does not worry about part five? Because part five is like they go no Jason is dead, so they bring back um, Tommy Jarvis. Right, um, and a fake Jason, the sort mm-hmm. of Jason knockoff. Now they are, they are in the same universe. They're not like part six doesn't ignore part five. It, you know, it, uh, okay. The one thing about all the Friday Thirteenth movies, they all have massive continuity issues between each film. Okay, but they're all in the same universe, um, so it doesn't ignore it. But fans are just like they see part five, and it's just like a bit of a lull in the franchise like it's got some good kills and you know those diehards love their nudity so it sets them you know on the right frame of mind um 
but it's just a bit. It is. It's just dull. It's missing the fun aspect, mm. which Part Six brings back. Because Jason, yeah, oh, and I'll talk about it when we move into Part Six. But yeah, they make it fun again. And and here's the thing I'm gonna ask you: so, Why is Tommy seen as the antithesis or the um, the counterweight to Jason? Because he because he as a kid was managed to. Yeah, because he, he killed Jason, pretty much, man. Like, as a kid, he went to that dark place, got a machete, and chopped his face apart. And and then, uh, you know, he was able to get in Jason's head, and he's pretty much, like, the guy that always takes Jason down, even though he only really did it in two movies. But, um, you know, it's just... I think fans of the franchise like each movie could almost be self-contained right mm. there's no real reoccurring characters other than Jason but even then every movie Jason looks completely different has different mannerisms and whatever he's almost a different character every time but this is the only essentially three movies where they have a reoccurring character and a reoccurring story mm. and so fans I guess are tied to that and Tommy Jarvis is like a um, you know, a favourite you know, character so much so that when they made that game that you and I played a couple of times, they brought him back as, you know, one of the characters that can go toe to toe with Jason. So, yeah, he's just loved amongst fans, really. <laughs> and, and number six is meant to be the best of of the lot. Well, I think um, so. But Tommy Jarvis is the one that brings back Jason from the dead. So this is what I understand about you guys. <laughs> it makes no sense. Uh, well, no, so what happened? It wasn't Tommy. Explain it to me. Explain it to me. Okay, so Tommy Jarvis just wanted to make sure that homeboy was dead, right? So this is after he left the Looney factory. He goes, um, cruises down with his mate, um, uh, whatever his name was. They open up the coffin. All right, he's dead. Yep, cool. I've still got a bit of mental issues, so I just want to stab this metal spike through Jason's heart just to make sure he does that. All of a sudden, there's a lightning storm. Now, Sam, if you know anything about biology, you know that lightning through a metal spike directly to a heart that's decomposed will bring a corpse back to life. All right? It's a known fact. So it wasn't Tommy's fault. It just so happened he should have checked the weather before he went out to do that. But he didn't. So mistakes happen. <laughs> Look, man, it's a Friday the 13th movie. All right? Just fucking sit back, enjoy it. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Can't argue with that logic. Um, so the kill counts and stuff, like, which one's the most glorious? I think uh, number six has the most deaths. I was reading some cool facts and stuff. And is that right? Yeah, six has the most deaths. However, it was heavily um, brought down by the um, MPAA or whatever they're called. Um, the part... Uh, uh, shit, part... Um, it's probably and part five are probably some of the goriest of the movies part five Tom Savini came back um, so it's got quite a bit of gore there um, and then I reckon yeah I reckon that's about the goriest man uh, I, and the thing I like about these movies is that they're very much of the time of the 80s where you had like a lot of teen sex a lot of blood, but it's not too gratuitous. Like, there's, I think, a scene in Jason 6, Friday 13th, 6, sorry, where he squishes a head, 
but you don't actually see it. You just hear the sound effect and the blood splatter. Yeah, because they, they did it in part three. And, um, oh, did they? <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and the eye popped down and it looked like shit. But, oh, right. Uh, but um, no, you're right. And the other thing too is like these movies, that they're all a product of how the previous installment was treated. Okay, so like in part five, they're like, okay, well, we're not going to bring back Jason because you say Jason's too violent. So we're going to have another killer. Um, but we're going to up the sex and nudity so much and the gore, right? Mm. So they did that and it was, you know, it was pretty much a porno, man. Like part five was just fucking stupid. The amount of, the amount of tits that were in that was ridiculous. So yeah, part five? Part five, yeah. I can't really, I see, I struck, part five is the one because I've watched these a while ago and to me, I have, for some reason, I can remember part four and part five because um, Tommy's a kid, Corey Feldman, and he's an adult. Yeah. Sorry, part, part, part four and part six, I can remember. But I can't remember part five for the life of me. For yeah, some reason, and I've only seen it like a, maybe uh, four weeks ago. Oh, don't worry about it, man. <laughs> like, I just, I can't remember anything about it, to be honest. I mean, there's a lot of tits in part four, like he's a tit. Um, uh, part five amps it up. It amps up that. It amps up the blood and gore. Part six gets cut down by the parents' association or whatever. Mm. Um, so they they bring it back down. Um, and I, I actually don't care. Like they had no nudity in part um, six at all. And like I'm probably one of the rare Friday Thirteenth fans that's like yeah, that doesn't bother me, right? Because mm. it was no. Just, that's right. Number six had didn't have a lot of tits. Fun. It was fun. Well, funny. that's what I mean. Number six is like the first one where it's, it's, it leans into being really borderline yeah. humorous. Well, straight away. Meta humor and self-referential. It's actually like not taking itself all that seriously. Jason does a um, James Bond entrance to yeah. bring everybody in, you know? It's like they do the, the... If you're not familiar with what a James Bond entrance is, essentially, it's just like a... James Bond walks into screen, shoots the gun, and, you know, the screen goes to blood or whatever, and they do the same thing for Jason. He swings his machete, and there's a slice across the screen. It's hilarious. Right? And then and then they do some breaking the fourth wall stuff. Yeah. Um, as well. And and it is self-referential, and it's just, like, it doesn't take itself seriously. It's just a whole bunch of fun. And that's where, like, this franchise found its niche, because people weren't going to Friday the 13th movies anymore to be scared they were going to just have a good time and that's why they kept making money uh, it's pretty actually. like it's actually the Friday the 13th the uh, part 6 intro is pretty cool where he gets out of the grave rips through that guy's <laughs> chest <laughs> puts on the mask and he throws it in the, the mask has the in his eye it has the James Bond um him walking across the screen throwing that that's what I mean you know what you're getting like this is your star ladies and gentlemen you're here to see this guy do some shit yeah you're here to see this guy do some shit you know what I mean when we learn how we learnt the mistake from part 5 we took away your uh your Jason here he is and he's he's fucking awesome <laughs> yeah yeah um what I also like about it is probably part out of the three trilogy films well, sub-trilogy, I don't know what you want to call them. Um, it's probably the, I guess, like, I would say it's probably the best sort of 
kills that you get, like the the that that they're all pretty different. If that makes sense, like the the I don't know what the term, the the horror terminology is, but it's just the kills aren't all just hack and slash. They're all they all die. People die differently. No, yeah, um, that's it, man. People yeah. the kills. The kills are fun. The kills are, the kills are fun, yeah. different, you know? They're, like, people watch these movies for the kills, and that's why PG-13 horror movies don't mm. tend to do too well, because the kills are either all off-screen, or just a stab in the gut, or something like that, whereas mm. this one has a triple decapitation. Uh, yeah, that's right, where he swings the, the machete and gets three people. <laughs> yeah, chops some dude up, leaves him all over the place, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, punches a hole through a guy's chest. Yeah. In the opening credits, it's... It's intense, man, and, and oh, it breaks the sheriff's back in half, fucks him up good. Mm. You know, people people watch these movies for the creative kills, man. And, and yeah, that's, that's hands down the only reason. Than the boobs, but yeah, well, that's so. probably too true. So um, these films actually were, I think, Jay Friday the Thirteenth, the final chapter, number four, was probably. I think this is my interpretation. You're the expert, but the the franchise was out of juice by number three, and number four, he got a massive revive with a pretty decent box office of like thirty something million, um, and it sort of re- it kind of started the trend of the self referential a bit over the top, but it didn't have a lot of comedic stuff in it. It was still sort of taking itself pretty seriously. It wasn't too meta, um, and then number five came out. And they kind of went, wanted to go um, more into the, I guess, the victimization and how people live with trauma and then blah, 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 blah. Sort of, it was pretty, number five takes itself hell seriously. Like I said, that still made bank of about 22 million. So it's still, you know, it's just, it's, this franchise has a bit of gas in it. But then they decide, and I guess based on the fan reaction, that, that probably people wanted Jason, not fake Jason or faux Jason. So then they rip out this masterpiece, Friday 13th, part six. Um, I think it's Jason lives, I think. And the franchise by then through this time, the return is, is starting to go back on the decline, but you get ultimately the best movie out of the lot. Now from this point, right? Where does the franchise go from here? What's the new beginning like? So we've had this sort of... We had a pretty iconic debut with number one. Yeah. Um, I know people... I don't really like it. I think it's pretty pretty boring, to be honest. Um, that's shit. <laughs> I, uh, uh, that's, just, that's just me. I feel sorry, like... Horror, sorry, horror yeah. fans. It's shit. Um, it, but it makes 50... Almost $60 million. Like, it's a mega hit. Like, it's a really mega, mega hit. I mean, it came out after John Carpenter's Halloween. It's pretty much a Halloween knockoff. Yeah. Um, but it's a mega, mega hit, right? It's Halloween on roids, man. It's Halloween on roids. Um, so the what did you say? The new. Uh... But then, but what I was saying is like, so by number three, the franchise is pretty much dead, and then number four revives it, yeah. and then this trilogy is making money. But then after this trilogy, it goes back to being like, what happens after this trilogy? Does it oh, run out of gas? Yeah, or? it just. Um, so I think the last um, film that. Um, who fucking produced this? Not New Line, the other guys. Was it Paramount? Uh, which which one? Paramount, uh, yeah, Paramount, Paramount, Paramount. Yeah. So Paramount, um, 
so part seven, a new beginning or whatever you want to call it. Part, yeah, seven. Part seven and part eight, sorry. The last two movies produced by Paramount. So part seven was meant to be um, Carrie, mm-hmm. Carrie versus Jason. So that was the premise. Obviously, they couldn't get the rights to Carrie. So what's the next best thing? Well, let's just create um, a character that's a blonde teenage girl with psychic abilities that doesn't quite know how to control them, that you know has killed a few people in their life, that she shouldn't have, and let's put her up against Jason. So, oh, the new blood, not the new beginning, sorry. Friday 13th, 7, the new beginning. The yeah. new beginning, yeah. So, um, yeah, I forget the subtitles, man. So, so mm. anyway, <laughs> it comes out, comes out, and, uh, you know, I, like, it's not one of the hated ones. It's, like, kind of like a, I guess, a part three or whatever, mm-hmm. where people are like, yeah, it's all right, watch it, you know. Um, uh, it's not... Uh, to me, it's not really memorable. Like, I'm struggling to remember some key parts of it. Um, and that was that. And then part eight was the series running out of juice because by that time, they stepped away. They still kept the formula of teenagers doing stupid shit, getting killed by Jason, but they threw a psychic girl in to go one-on-one with Jason. Is that the one so, takes Manhattan? And then, no, nah, so that's the part seven. Now, Jason takes Manhattan part eight. They're like, yeah. okay, let's let's get out of this uh, crystal lake. Let's let's put him in a new in a new area, and he can mm-hmm. do some do he can do the exact same thing but in a different place. So they decided to put him in Manhattan, um, but he spends an hour of the movie on a cruise ship. So it should just be Jason takes a cruise ship. Huh. Um, that movie was memorable for one thing when he finally did get to Manhattan. They did some cool stuff, even though it wasn't really filmed in Manhattan. I think it was filmed in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, gets into a boxing match and punches Julius's head right off his shoulders. And that's probably the most memorable thing about that movie. Um, but it was definitely it was a dud. And this is when Paramount was just like, yeah, we don't, we don't have any more ideas for this, mm. this movie's shit, right? New Line steps in, buys the rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Goes to Hell comes out and this is meant to be Jason Goes to Hell is the final Friday or whatever comes out <sighs> just a dumpster fire of a movie they you know Jason all of a sudden has all these new abilities where his if you eat his heart you become Jason Jason possesses you and Jason's actually a parasitic worm that can be <laughs> reborn if he jumps out and goes up the vagina of a living relative or a dead relative. It doesn't have to be living or dead. So that's just what he does. Um, goes into a dead relative's vagina, gets reborn as Jason towards the very end, gets killed by whoever, some forgettable character. And then Freddy's glove comes up and grabs him and pretty much Jason just sits in purgatory for a bit. Um, mm-hmm. Freddy versus Jason was meant to happen. Because mm-hmm. At that point? Yeah, at this point, like, what else can you do, right? You, this movie, it's just not going to make money. It's the same shit over and over again. People are sick of it. You know, what else are you going to do? You need to get you need to get Freddy out there. And then they had a similar situation like they do with Hellraiser every fucking year um, or every five years or whatever. To keep yeah. the rights of the movie, they need to release another one. So they're like, yeah. okay, we've got Freddy versus Jason in the pipeline. So how can we release another Jason movie that doesn't affect anything to do with Freddy versus Jason. I know. Let's set it in the future of, I think it was like 2010 when he goes into cryosleep or whatever. I can't remember. 2012 or something. 
let's uh, let's set in the future. Let's then freeze him, put him in space, like like a thousand years later, and uh, get him to do shit on a spaceship <laughs> and, knock, and knock off aliens. That was hilarious, Freddie Jason X. That was look. That's a movie where I would just rewatch for just shits and giggles because, as you said, it's it's so bad it's good. Like mm. it's the room of the Friday the Thirteenth movies, man. It's just like something you watch to go fuck. This is awesome. How bad it is. Um, and then that just you know that just kept the movie going and you know kept the rights. And then Freddy vs Jason two thousand three was the last of that continuation. And what you could probably see is that after part seven, each movie tried to incorporate something new into it mm. because that formula was just like drilled in hard. Um, and it didn't really, didn't really succeed. I mean, Freddy vs. Jason made money, um, but like there was talks of another Jason movie, another Freddy vs. Jason movie, Freddy vs. Jason vs. Ash, Freddy vs. Jason vs. Michael Myers, all this <laughs> but nothing nothing really came about and then they rebooted it in 2009 and uh yeah well they haven't made another one since and it's what 11 years later so there you go yeah. that's the friday 13th series in a nutshell man the reboot was no good nah it was it, nah <laughs> it's, it's nah. Nah. nah take it to take us to tell us it's, it took itself too seriously um well, thanks for that rundown. Um, I was going to say, out of, why do they change Jason actors so often? Uh, well, I mean, like he was just played by whatever stuntman they really had available. Um, a lot of it had to do is just, you know, the movies were rushed. Mm. Yeah, let's go, let's go, let's grab this guy, grab this guy. But the one that they kept for, I think, five movies... Mm. was Kane Hodder. Um, he was a series favourite, and then they replaced him for um, Freddy vs. Jason, which got a lot of a lot of flack. But I wasn't that big of a Kane Hodder fan, to be honest, because he just breathed a lot. So, or you die hard Friday the 13th fans out there, at a real phony on Twitter. Just hassle me, please. Um, so, okay, so this I'm is what I'm trying to... I'm trying to understand this franchise... Is it beloved? Is it what is it like? Do people? No, it's beloved, man. It's yeah. beloved. This got us diehards, man. It does, and it's and look, even me, it's in my top, you know, my top ten or top five ranking, whatever. It's it's a beloved horror franchise. People kind of tend to steer the same way where they go. The movies aren't the best quality at all, but they are they are fun. They know what they are. It's when they deviate from what they actually are that's when they get bad. And as long as they stick to that formula, you know, they're, they're pretty well loved, man. Like, it's, nice. it's just like Saw, you know, for the gore hounds. A recent example was every year they brought a Saw movie out. People mm. didn't watch it anymore for a freaking plot twist or a story. They watched it because they were going to see people get diced up in different ways in these traps. So these gore hounds love the Saw franchise because they knew every year they're going to get another gory, you know, another gory movie. It's, it's the same. It's in the same boat as that. And, yeah, I think people love it. So Yeah. Probably not now after they listen to this podcast. <laughs> I mean, uh, it is dumb. Like, it, it it kind of... Now that you're talking about it, the, what you just explained it to me actually makes sense that four, they kill him, and him is meant to be him dead. And then five, they're just going to replace Jason with another killer. And it's pretty much set it up the premise that it's a mimic Jason... 
subsequent films are just like a Jason knockoff. But then number six, they bring back Jason through this sort of demonic sort of element of it, right? Mm. And then it's like, number six, he just ties him to a boulder <laughs> and throws him in the lake. And he's just, yeah. what? Um, and I was like, huh? Wouldn't the cops just go, yeah, he's in the lake, kill him. Like, it does, <laughs> it's a bit it's a bit stupid, but then it's like, oh, well, just don't take yourself that sort of seriously and just kind of go with it. Like, you know what I mean? While we got while we got a little bit of time, because you were talking about where this sits, uh, yeah. I've got the top ten according to CinemaBlend.com, the top ten best horror movie franchises. And we're not going to we're not going to spend too much time on it. I'm just going to run them down, and this will explain to you because this is a very similar list amongst most of the websites. So um, number ten, The Exorcist, which I don't agree should be in any of the top 10 franchises because it's a one and done movie part three was good but the rest are dog shit um number nine is the yeah, purge so a recent example the purge yeah See, hold, can, I, can i cast you something yeah jump in what's your, your what's the difference between a horror franchise and uh a sl- like slasher thrasher like uh, what's well, that called gore porn you know what i mean like oh uh, because horror meant to scare somebody i guess so, so see all... exorcist one and three have genuine jump scares and scary imagery and it freaks you out yeah correct whereas i think jason i don't watch it to be scared like i'm just watching it for the lols right like it's yeah. just fun dumb shit so is it still horror though i guess yeah they're still classified in horror man okay because okay. people people watch it it's kind of like being on a um uh fuck what are they called a ride a um Jesus, it's the most common ride ever. Not a Ferris wheel. What's the one that goes all over the place? A roller coaster. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, guys. It's, I'm very tired today. So, being on a roller coaster, you know, people go on there for a thrill. And it's just the same thing. You know, people watch horror movies for different reasons. Um, I'll give you an example. I went to watch the Friday 13th remake with um, a few people. And I ended up being the last one in the chair because the other people brought their partners along. Um, and both of them got just so scared. Um, because it was just the imagery of, or the idea of being stabbed or whatever that scared them. Not so much what was going on, because what was going on wasn't really scary. It was just like, they were like, oh my God, he's around the corner, he's around the corner, and ah! You know, that's what attracts people to these movies. You know what I mean? Um, so that's, that's, it's still horror. Hmm. So, number nine is The Purge, which... Yeah, Never seen it. Yeah, you don't really have to. Um, number eight, Paranormal Activity. Yeah, alright, I think kind of deserves to be up in the top 10 maybe didn't make a bit of money never seen it oh this is a bit high up for my liking number seven halloween should be in top five but uh, oh you mean a bit low for your it's a bit high because it's number seven wouldn't it be oh whatever you know what it's in the no because it's too low on the list because top because you can't uh, down correct yes no it's a bit low there you go oh the conjuring really um i saw number one on an airplane and I liked it. It actually had some cool sequences. Oh, I love, I love number one. I love number two, and I can't wait for number three. But there's technically, as it says, number of movies two, right? With one coming, technically, but really there are seven. So this is what I mean. Like, oh, got, the nuns a spin-off, isn't it? They've got their spin-off, like the Conjuring universe with Annabelle, yeah. the Nun, and they're all shit. I haven't so, seen the Nun. Yeah, but that's what I'm. That's what I mean. Like when you go franchise, you got to include them all. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I don't think it's worthy of. That, yeah. Insidious, number five. Yeah, all right. Not really. Uh, I've never seen it. All right, number four. Saw. That's the doll. Insidious is the, the doll, right? Uh, 
Oh, that's probably no. That's Annabelle. Insidious is. Oh, that's right. Annabelle. It's got that, the yep. same actor in. Um, Patrick Wilson is in both The Conjuring and Insidious, so that's probably why you can get confused. Yeah, I, I can't remember Insidious. Which is the one where he's got the wife and they go. Yeah, that's Conjuring. Yeah, The Conjuring. That's good. I can't never seen Insidious. Insidious is when um, he's being haunted and they get paranormal investigators to come in, and it turns out it's not the house; it's actually him that's being haunted. And that, that actually was part one and part two pretty good. Um, three and four. Three actually isn't too bad. Four okay. is a bit of dull. So yeah, it can be there. It can be there. No. Um, number four is Saw. Yep, I agree. Even though I only so. like part one, part two is okay. Um, I can't wait for the Chris Rock, Sam Jackson, just because, fuck, Sam Jackson. Um, okay, number three, Friday the 13th. So hmm. there you go. Um, I agree with this. Number two, Nightmare on Elm Street. And, uh, I like uh, the first one. Yeah, but I think that on Homer Elm Street is just better quality of story. Yeah, we got to do that. we got to do that, to be honest. Because yeah. the first one is, is good. It's actually really good. Yeah. No, you're right. And number one, I think you'll be happy with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the top uh, franchise for horror movies is The Evil Dead. Yeah, buddy. I mean, look, I wouldn't say that's horror. To me, that's like fantasy almost. Like it's like a bit dark fantasy. Army, Army of Darkness is. I would definitely go one. It's horror. Two is horror comedy. Three. Number horror. one is the kind of scary. As well. But it's like I don't know. I find it hilarious. <laughs> well, here's the other thing too. Like they missed out a lot. So you know, there's another list here. I'm not going to go through them all, but they got Scream yeah. on here, the Universal Monsters franchise, the Psycho franchise, which is really underrated. Uh, it does have Friday the 13th. Wait, there's more Psycho there. films? Yeah, there is. There is. Oh, um, yeah, shit. Two, three, four, um, and then the remake. Two is actually a solid sequel. Uh, it's got uh, The Evil Dead on here too. It's got The Living Dead franchise, George Romero. It's got Child's Play. Living Dead's good. Um, first two are really good. Yeah. Yeah, correct. The first two are great. Final Destination, and then it's got Nightmare on Elm Street. But the one thing about these lists is there's a whole heap you can chuck in. Top, top 10 franchises all right mm. but the staples of any list that you're always going to have um and in saying that this one doesn't have one that i was going to say so I'm what's that say halloween uh, is um a nightmare on street friday the 13th and evil dead they're always going to have those three always Evil Dead. so it's such a different genre though it's like it's it's i guess it is horror the first one's horror i mean yeah it is the first one is definitely horror Second one, it's just is a remake, um, but it's more levity. But I mean, I feel like ultimately all these horror films start off one. It's the first one or first two or whatever is really good, and it's to treated earnestly and meant to be scary. Yeah, and then they every subsequent remake gets made for fewer dollars script is either rehash it's the same shit and then they become self-referential meta then start to go towards comedic yeah and then they get to a point where nobody cares anymore because they're sick of seeing that and then it gets rebooted again taking itself really earnestly and seriously yeah correct no you're right 100%. I feel like that's, I feel that's what they all go through. I think that that's just the cycle of this genre. Yeah, it happened to Halloween, and then they rebooted the reboot. Mm. Um, yeah, it happened to... If I guess it happened to um, The Terminator, which um, I'm sure we'll cover in a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or have... We'll see um, where this drops. Um, 
there you go. There's some breaking the fourth wall for you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, just another list there, Sam. Number one is the Evil Dead. So, uh, but our boys, Jason and Freddie, are both on that list as well. So, you know, so something consistent there. Um, and it's consistently Friday 13th is, uh, you know, like a number seven or a six. Hmm. Um, Freddy's towards a two, one, three, and uh, Evil Dead's always number one. There you go. There you go. All right, listeners, as always, you can find us on Twitter, SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever. Um, sorry for the bad intro. I'm just... <laughs> that was a good intro. What are you I talking just, about, mate? I just... It's not that I don't care. It's like I just... I care enough to know what I know, but then I care... I don't care enough to get the intro right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, matter. it doesn't matter. You know what? That was probably one of the best intros we've ever done, and that'll be like... That, that'll be in our top 10 intros of all time so yeah stuttering getting the name of the franchise <laughs> wrong and just being a dickhead um uh until next week cheers for that phones no worries <laughs>